SLAS Technology Podcast. I'm David Pector. We have the pleasure of being joined today by Chow Lee of the Carbone Cancer Center at the University of Wisconsin-Madison to discuss a very fascinating technical paper, Automated System for Small Population Single Particle Processing Enabled by Exclusive Liquid Repellency. Welcome to SLAS Technology Podcast. To start off, why don't you just take us through this very interesting article and the work behind it? Yeah, so recently we, um, we worked on a very, uh, we believe is a very interesting uh, technique. Uh, it's based on an extreme wettability phenomenon, which is named uh, exclusive liquid repellency. So the entire goal, we want to apply that physics to handle a small amount of rare cell samples. Uh, without causing a lot of sample loss during the handling. So, um, yeah, in biomedicine, like cancer research, there's always a need to uh, handle some rare cells, for example, circulating tumor cells or uh, cancer stem cells, uh, because people believe that those type of rare cells, they are the real culprit behind the cancer disease. Um, but currently, mm-hmm. even though there are a few uh, well-established techniques like FATS, which allow people to like isolate rare cells from a large population of the cell, uh, but we found that most of those techniques, they either require a large sa- sample size to get started, or it causes like, stochastic sample loss during the processing. Uh, recently, uh, we discovered a unique physics which named exclusive liquid repellency. So there, it allows to handle a small volume liquid uh, with cell samples, uh, but without causing uh, a lot of sample loss. Everything is highly controllable and robust. Mm. So there, we further integrate that technique with an um, automated system from both imaging, image analysis, and sample handling. So overall, we invented an integrated system which allows to robustly and fast athlete rare cell samples using the ERR technique. And also it can detect the cells in situ in the droplet and then for further downstream analysis. I see, wow. So the, this is a, basically a small aqueous drop inside under oil. Is that right? Correct. And that's that. And because of the selection of the underlying solid surface and the oil, you get complete uh, repellency of the aqueous and the solid phase. Yeah, I believe that is a charming part of the physics. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this, the, you use a, what is it, the uh, PDMS, was that a, and you explained about the, you know, fabrication of that. So that is the, that's kind of the key up to this, right? You need, it can't just be any solid surface. It has to be something where the, the interface energies are appropriate to maintain this, you know, state of exclusive repellency. Exactly. That is just like the uh, Goldilocks principle. So if you heard about that <laughs> concept, yeah. Yeah. That everything must be just right to give okay. us the fit. Okay. I see. 
I mean, it's, and I've been long intrigued by droplet microfluidics, and this is related, but as you point out, it's, it's kind of like opens it up. Instead of being inside of a closed system, now you can handle an individual droplet, which is isolated, such like in a droplet microfluidic system. May I uh, say a little bit more here on this point? Because I believe yeah. this is going to be a widely asked question from the audience. Because at the first glance, I believe most people believe that, oh, wow, you got another droplet microfluid system just with the feeling of the channel or microfluid channel removed. But right, actually, right. I, I want to correct it a little bit um, because our system of the EOR, the physics, is essentially different from almost any, everything from droplet microfluidics. I see. It's not only the configuration of the microfluid system, in other words, closed versus open. So here, I can give you another um, detail. In droplet microfluidics, people used to use surfactant uh, for the micro emulsification, to, in other words, to stabilize the tiny droplet in the flow. But here with EOR, we don't need any surfactant. And the second thing, with EOR, we don't need any flow condition. It means that we can handle the droplet in a stationary environment, and there is no limit of the volume. So all of those things make the ER technique essentially different from droplet microfluidics. I see, okay. I think the, the naive understanding of droplet microfluidics doesn't include understanding of kind of the implementation details. And so that's why they wouldn't off at the surface appreciate those. But that, that, that's a real great clarification. So how uh, curious, because it's amazing that you can pick up these droplets. How big can you make them? You, in the paper, they're one microliter. Can they be bigger? Can they be smaller? Yeah, of course. Uh, we definitely tested a, a panel of droplets with different size. Uh, but to be honest, like we, from the theory, there's no limit of the volume because volume is not there in the, in the physics or in the equation. So it can be any small or any large. The physics is going to be always there. I see. It'll still maintain that same isolated uh, 180 degree contact angle. Yeah, I can give you numbers if, you, if that will be any more helpful. So we tested anywhere from 0.1 microliter up to 100 microliter. So they or even a few mil, uh, so there's no difference in terms of the repellency, oh, wow. the repellency of the liquids from the solid and oh, oil. I see. Oh, wow. Okay. And when you aspirate and dispense it, the, does the um, surface of the pipette tip have the same kind of contact angle, in other words, not being wetted by the aqueous solution? That's true, that's true. So if you look into the, our methods of how we do the surface modification, actually that is a, a very flexible technique. So we can almost modify any surface with the same PDMS molecules. It means that it doesn't matter what is the material is of, the, of a thing like the pipette tip. Uh, we can always give it, give it the right surface chemistry to get the physics of ER. I see, I see. But this is something that would you would need if you were going to have that specific step, we're going to also be repellent. You would need to coat the tips. Exactly. 
Yeah, I see. Okay, but it's something, and then people do, this is not an unusual idea. So, wow, it, it just seems like this is the door to some very interesting applications. What's the um, next step in the research? So, right now, in for things done in the work, um, so you can see that we integrate different systems like a um, liquid handling robot and a microscope system and the real-time analysis, but they, are, they still take different parts. Uh, ideally, um, if there are any chance in future, we want to like really put everything in one system. It means that the sample processing, sample screening, imaging, image analysis, or even some downstream analysis, analysis can be all done from one system. That would be cool. Okay, cool. So tell us about the um, research environment at Madison. What, how, what's your experience of that? Oh, I'm pretty happy with that. And UW Madison, for, for sure, is a great uh, research facility. And, and people here, we have, yeah, people here are very nice and they are all open-minded. Uh, we have a lot of resources, like, and also we have a strong uh, collaboration on campus. So that all of those things, I believe they support the research like this. Um, because you can tell that any work like this is why is really multidisciplinary, means that it refers to many different uh, areas in the same work. So I do appreciate that, the environment here. Terrific. Well, I want to thank you again, Chow Lee, for joining us on SLAS Technology Podcast to discuss this very interesting concept of exclusive liquid repellency. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all. Thank you.